0: It's been a week, it has, it has. I'm heartbroken, don't exactly know how to move forward, you're heartbroken, maybe you don't know how to move forward just yet either. If you know me well, you know I have words, sometimes a lot of them not today I just don't but what he's taught me walking through this week is that he does that he does and he's placed his words here and when all is lost this is where we go when all is good this is where we go this book is enough And today, this text, I'll just be honest, just right in front of you, I got to have this text. Four verses jam-packed with goodness, with grace. I got to have it. Maybe you do too. I have a sneaking suspicion that this morning, we are the same. And so we rally around not a story from me, but hope from him found in 1 John. Would you stand with me? Let's read it together. It says it this way. Like we've been in like reading this John guy for a while. Yeah, you're right. You're right. His gospel? Now the first letter and we've finished the first letter today. Here's how he starts it. it says that which was from the beginning, we'll get to that, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. Okay, let me shoot you straight. Some of you are are English teachers in this room. You're like really good at this grammar thing. You've got it. You're about to see what you would probably call a major run-on sentence. I love this. Here's why John keeps going. Here's why he's so repetitive. When your mom as a kid was, when she was repetitive, or dad, grandma, grandpa, when they were repetitive, it meant something it means something here. Verse one again, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, we have seen with our eyes, we looked upon, we've touched with our hands concerning the word of life, the life that was made manifest, which we have seen, we testify, we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. Verse three, that which, here we go, that which we have seen and heard, We proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Verse 4. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. We need this text. Gee, you're going to tell me how to find joy this week. I'm not. But he is. We need it. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. This whole moment is you. Would you rid us? Would you rid me of any distractions in spirit? Would you have your way with our hearts this morning? Move in only the way that you can. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I love the Apostle John, and what I like a lot, what I love about him is this. The apostle John points well. He points well in the, in the respect of like, hey, it's, it's not me, it's him. It's not me, it's him. You're going, that's John the Baptist. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. He's good at it too. John the Baptist, John the apostle, two very different followers of Jesus. They both pointed well. John the Baptist, the forerunner, right? Hey, here, here's the one whose sandals I'm not even worthy to untie in this moment. John the Apostle, who wrote John's Gospel, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, Revelation, he's really stinking good at pointing to. And he comes in, in this moment, and says, no, no, you, it's him. It's all him in this moment. I jumped in the Jeep and, and went to this nine-hole golf course that I go to most every Friday morning. I did not know what to make of this week. I did not know what to make of this text. So I met my buddy, Devin. Surely he's going to know. We've been friends since we were 15, 16. He brought me to Jesus when I was in high school and didn't know which way was up. And let's, let's go hit golf balls, which means let's go lose golf balls. And let's talk for a few hours. Mike's right. He said it for years. Guys don't look at each other face-to-face. That's almost like you're going at it. it is, let's just put a bag on our back and let's walk. And so we did. We showed up at that little golf course, lost golf balls, talked about the week, talked about this text. And like Dev has done pretty much every day of my life, for the past however long, he pointed well to Jesus. He goes, gee, I know you don't know what to say. I don't either, but that's where the spirit's good. You can't go wrong pointing to Jesus here. This is exactly what Jesus is saying in this moment. And Dev is preaching this same sermon. It's probably a little bit different. But the same text at the church at Nolensville as we speak right now. And so we just thought, what would it be like to get together and try to piece together what happened this week? And here's what we found. We found that while we may not know which way is up, that Jesus is our hope and that we're going to keep pointing to him no matter what. And so the goal of the sermon is very, very simple today. It is to point you to the person of Jesus, and in so doing, your joy is going to be complete. Like, your joy bucket is going to be full because we've looked longingly. We have sat down and immersed ourselves in the person of Jesus because he's the only one that brings true joy. It doesn't happen apart from him. John teaches us this. Verse 1, you're going to see it. He goes... That which was from the beginning. And if you've read some of John the Apostle, we've been in it for a little bit now at this church, you're gonna go, that, that sounds really, really familiar. And you're right. John's first letter says, that's which was from the beginning. What about his gospel? John 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and he was in the beginning With God, all things were made through him and without him was not anything that was made. In him was life, Zoe in the Greek. In him was life and the life was the light of men. Get this, brothers and sisters, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There's a difference in the application from the Gospel of John and the first letter of John. There's a guy named Dr. Tom Thatcher, and I like him because he's a whole lot smarter than I could ever dream of being. He says it this way. As in the Gospel of John, the opening sentence of 1 John is based on Genesis 1-1. Same basis, but with a slightly different application. John 1-1 emphasizes the deity of Christ. His godliness by placing him at the beginning of time when God's creative words spoke the universe into being. But, but, John 1, 1, however, emphasizes the humanity of Jesus by stressing that the one who existed from the beginning more recently appeared in human form. You get both. John's not dumb. Fully God. Fully man. And here's just a side note. I'm really just about him being fully man this week and fully God this week. Jesus is no stranger to pain. He's no stranger to mourning. He's no stranger to weeping. He's no stranger to injustice. But he's come to bring justice. It's in his name. Fully God, fully man. Around at the beginning, at creation. But get this, as real as Genesis 1 is, as real as that moment is, I trust the text, Genesis 3 on this side is equally as real. And in Genesis 3, we made a mess. A mess which we feel the aftershocks of today. But God in his goodness and his glory doesn't leave us there, does he? They made a mess. They need redemption. Sends his son. You get to 1 John 2, and Jesus comes on the scene not to apply a Band-Aid to lostness, but to bleed, surrender to lostness so that we can know him. Around it, creation, fully gets the fall, comes anyway for our redemption. First John 1, 2 says very, very simply, excuse me, 1 John 1, that which is from the beginning, which we have heard, we've seen, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. Now you heard this in John's gospel a minute ago, but you gotta get this, life in this moment, the old Greek word is zoe. 36 times in John's gospel, you get this word. John is all about going. It's not a set of rules to bend your life to and you're a slave to the rule book. That's not it. They're saying Jesus is life and out of what Jesus has done in here, you're going to want to follow him. It's just natural. It just happens by the power of the spirit. Zoe. Life 36 times in the Gospel of John. Hey, gee, like 1st, 2nd, 3rd John's only like 5 pages in my Bible. How many times? 13. 13. It's an emphasis here too. He's the word of life. The word was God, with God. He's life. Jesus arrives on the scene. Verse two, the life was made manifest, also known as visible. I'm like, that's a larger word. It's not even that long, but I'm like, manifest? Visible. The word is made visible to us. We've seen it, we testify, we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. You're like, gee, what's going on? Like, why is John so repetitive in this moment? What's going on? Very, very simply, it's this. There's a pervasive thought going through the church at this time coming from a group called the Gnostics. The Gnostics, according to Dr. Danny Aiken, hold very, very simply that the incarnation, Jesus coming to earth for you and for me, they will hold that it never happened. And under that camp of Gnostics, you have a faction or a smaller camp called the Docetists. And those folks will argue that Jesus was a phantom. And no more. And so you've got John. He said, no, he's no phantom. I've seen that dude. Heard from his voice, from his mouth, words. I've been around him. I've shared meals with this man. John's saying, No, 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 no. You don't get it. That's why I'm going to write a sweet gospel centered run on sentence that's three verses. You see it? I've seen him. I've heard him. I've, I've, I've embraced him. I've touched him. Next verse. I've seen him. I've heard him. That's the dude. That's the guy. That's the guy that Micah talked about. That's the guy that Isaiah talked about. Like he fills David's line. It's all him. I can't point you to another. John, in his perfect pointing, is going, that's, that's the king. The Gnostics are wrong. Danny Aiken puts it this way, theologically, it is imperative, it's a must, that we understand the essential nature of the doctrine of the incarnation. The biblical Jesus, hear me, friends, the biblical Jesus is no myth, no fairy tale. He's no fable. He is no ghost or illusion. Jesus is indeed the God who took on full humanity He has always been with the Father. And at Bethlehem, came to be with us. This is the word of life. Verse three, he continues because he can't stop himself, and I love it, I dig it. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you. In other words, John's going, I know Jesus. I've surrendered my whole life to him, but Christianity doesn't stop with me, John says. I want to win more folks to the party. So I'm going to proclaim this from the rooftops. I want you to join with me in this whole Christendom, this Christian idea that yes, there's a moment on earth now that is broken, but there's one day going to be a party and Jesus leads that party and I want you to come to the party. It's like when Dev came to me in 11th grade and I had no idea where I was at Brentwood High School, nowhere to go and they offered me, hey, come to a small group. Hey, we know Jesus, but I don't know that you fully get it yet. Come to this small group. 14 of those guys blow my phone up every day. I'm 40. That small group continues. That accountability continues. The word here, when you see fellowship in the old Greek, it's koinonia. It's come with me. It's I have something special and I would like to share it. Come on in. In student ministry, we say there's always an open chair. Bring somebody. We're open and available to that. It's united. Finishes this way, verse four. John says, we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. I love this verse. I need this verse. Got to have this verse. John does what every good preacher should try to do echo Jesus at all costs John does what every great preacher better better do you better echo the king here's what I'm saying and we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete which are Jesus's words himself in John 15 I'll go there real quick you don't have to flip there but I'll run to read it to you so you see it Can I haven't told you guys I love this book like, I love this book fully connected the whole thing All these books, one massive narrative that connect together. Love this book. All right, moving on. Here we go, verse 11. Jesus' words himself. They're in red, trust it. These things I have spoken to you that my joy, Jesus says, may be in you. And that your joy may be full. Okay, Jesus, we need that this week. I gotta have it. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you. It's nobody else's joy it's him he's the wellspring he's the life so that your joy may be full the full word in the old languages is awesome plero full The same word that Jesus uses at the end of this sentence in 1511 is the exact same word that John uses to talk about Jesus at the end of verse four. It's the same. Pletro, complete, full. John points well. And you may be looking at me going, and you're right. I'm just going to say it, you're right. You're the dude that has to tell everybody in the room they need to have joy on a week like this. Yep. You cool with that? Yeah. If you're coming in going, hey, gee, is this really true? True. Like if you peel back all like the, I tried to iron a shirt today. It went halfway well. If you, if you pull back all the ironing that has to happen to come into this room and all the niceness that this room looks like. And you're going, hey, gee, on a week like this and this story and this story and this story and those poor little kids, you're telling me that this is true. Like the whole thing like peel back all of it and you're going is Jesus who he says he is if so cool I'm in and all I can say to you as a kid with elementary school kids as well is going yes there's nobody else that can rescue us stop looking for life and dead things there's nobody else coming it's all him it's all him And John's going over and over like, shut up, John, shut up. Hey, I've seen him, I've heard him. And I'll tell you this, if you got doubts after this week, cool, same. Those doubts are temporary. When I lean back into the word and I realize our King is good. And then I realized, yes, the fall has aftershocks, but there's a day coming when redemption is fully realized. No more mourning. Kids reunited. Good stuff. It's coming. Thomas gets a bad rap in the gospel. You know his name. What's his first name? Yeah, see, you guys are the ones that gave it to him. Um, No, I did it too. That's what I've called him my whole life. Oh, you mean Thomas, like the doubting guy? Yeah, the doubting guy. I'm the doubting guy. Because what does Thomas say in the Gospels? Not until I see him, not until I've touched his side will I believe it. And John comes in thunderously and says to Thomas, all these fears, all to us, he says, he speaks all of Thomas's hopes in four verses. Seen him. Touched him, embraced him, seen the side. Thomas, it's all true. Brother, he is who he says he is. John speaks to all your hopes, too, in this moment all your doubts too in this moment and all mine as well. And here's what I found. After searching and searching and searching this text, it comes down to it, I believe the Bible is true or not. Yep, banking everything on it. And when I finally did that, I had joy. Unspeakable. Like it was just in there. Like just sitting. And I couldn't hold it in to the point where, no pun intended, I just wanted to point at this guy all the time and say, it's not me, it's him. He will give you joy because he's the only place where it comes from. Do you know it? We got in the car after losing every probably golf ball we had. And we sat there. I'm 40, Dev's 38. And as two dudes, we just, two guys, we just didn't know what to say to each other this week. Riding in the car home, we had talked through the text till we couldn't talk through it anymore. We had hashed out the week till we couldn't do it anymore. We were heartbroken still. Like for real, like heartbroken now. Yet, Joyful. You're going, gee, how? Like, how? How am I heartbroken yet joyful? And here's what I want to argue until I'm blue in the face today, is that joy doesn't always end with a smile. Joy is knowing who your king is. Joy is knowing who the king is. Not just any king, the king. The one who was around at the beginning saw the fall Because I'm coming as redemption and is in the very midst of our pain now. You know that, King? Not just do you know about Jesus. Do you know him? Have you surrendered your life to him? So that no matter what comes, he's anchored you by his spirit now and himself forever. Joy is knowing who your king is. This morning, we want to give you a moment, just quickly. If you've never given your life to Christ where you're going, I, I need a king. And this week has kind of brought out everything and you're going, gee, I just, I need Jesus. Like, I honestly need Jesus. Can you just share with me how to do that? Like, how do I form a relationship with him? Here's what I will argue with nobody looking around with every eye closed. If you want to give your life to Christ and you like mean it, like you're all in, you're all in, you're trusting the gospel of John, you're trusting the first letter to John, you're trusting the whole scripture. If you want him, just look up at me. If you want to attach your life to Jesus, the whole thing, all in. just look up at me and just keep looking at me. If you mean it, just make it awkward. I'm not gonna ask you to do anything crazy. I'm not gonna embarrass you. If your heart's not moving 1,000 miles an hour, you're praying for other people who may wanna become followers of Jesus. But if you're looking at me, here's the prayer, and you can echo it right now in the silence of your own heart. Jesus, in this moment, I need to be saved. I need my sin forgiven and nobody else can do it but you. Jesus, forgive me. Would you set my feet on a rock, create in me a clean heart, and change my life forever. Jesus, I give you my life from here on out save me. In Jesus' name, amen. As we close, we're going to sing a moment of a song from Trav. And as we close, here's, what, here's my, my wisdom. If you meant that prayer, you prayed that prayer. If you go out these doors, you're going to see the cafe. If you go to the right, look up. There's going to be a little blue, I believe that is a circle uh, right there. There's people under that. All those sofas, people want to talk to you. How do you you get to know Jesus? Like, what does this look like? Can we give you a Bible? Can we give you a devotion? Can we give you something to read every day to grow? He's the king. He's the joy. Let's chase him.